0: Oh, hi. I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode 44. And this is a little bit new for me because I am doing this a little bit differently. So, yes, still still going to do an opening rant. And it's not going to be as complex or concise as last week's. I was kind of all over the place last week. Totally fine. I'm also not a genius. So uh, if I put a little idea into your head, go do, res- do research after that. And I think that's kind of my main goal. Um, you're not going to hear the creme de la creme of ideas from me, but you'll hear interesting things from me. And I think that's kind of the best I can hope for. But that being said, it's a little different today because I am recording this during the daytime. I haven't eaten yet today. It's 12 26 p.m. and I already worked out in the morning. I don't like to eat until later in the afternoon and I wanted to kind of see if if I will do this a little bit better you know because later on in the day I'm way more tired and um, content because I just ate and then I don't I, I don't feel like I have to be on top of my game as much. I mean, I try, but the primal part of me is fine. You know, the day's over. You're going to go to sleep soon. You're already eight. So what is there left to do? Watch TV, right? I don't know. But uh, so I'm doing this on an empty stomach during the daytime. And it's hot in my room right now. So it's like a little bit of a marathon. Also, I have bruises all over my legs from, from the gym. I I have some questions later on. People sent about my workout. Whoa, my chair just hit the microphone. About my workout routine, which has to be really boring for you, but I'm still I'm still gonna tell you anyways because uh, someone asked me and I care. I care about the sad people. I think I don't know. Do I? Do I care about the sad people? I think I do. No, I do. Oh, also there's a lot of things happening with Sadwater. I can't get into it right now because it's still in the works, but I'm talking to I've been talking to a famous person about getting involved and taking it to the next level. So when I can talk about it, I think you're all going to be stoked. Uh oh, in a clue. That person just followed me last week on on Instagram. So go find out. Go be a detective and go find out. Last week in the opening rant, I was talking about beauty and how there's objective beauty, but we've been sold a lie lately. I guess in the past hundred years that, especially in the art world, that there's something uh, that that beauty and art and talent is all subjective. It's something is art if you say it's art. I firmly disagree and I not only do I disagree but I feel like it's probably been something that has been on my mind subconsciously um, and I was thinking about it like this to make it super easy for you and for me when you're a kid or when you're young and uh, you hear a lot about people graduating high school and going backpacking in Europe it's 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 never hey let's go explore the United States. I mean there's a lot of really beautiful places to go to in in our country in this country and uh, but no people go backpack in Europe. The United States is a pretty new country, so so we don't have that rich of a history here. I mean it's what 300 hundred two hundred and something years old, 300 years old. I mean no yeah not even 300 uh and uh so 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 I mean you know you can go to places like Boston that has really cool old architecture but it's not even that old you go to Europe and and you you see some mind-boggling things I mean you go to Rome you go to Italy you go to France you go to I mean even if you go to Asian Japan I mean it's everywhere it's rich 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 history I mean Columbus coming here... Well, actually, did he even discover the United States? I think he discovered something by accident. Whatever, regardless. People that came here in the 1600s, I mean, really, there was not much here. What about the Native Americans, Sadwater? Yeah, but they didn't really... They lived in tents. (laughs) They lived in teepees. And yes, they have a rich history, but there wasn't really infrastructure here as much as there was in Europe. And uh, so people you know, young people want to go explore that and 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 no one really knows why. I mean, you hear about Europe and how beautiful and all that, but but really deep down it's because there's so much rich history there. And and it's still there. And people still live in those buildings. You know what I mean? It's just they added Wi Fi and electricity to it. But those buildings are still up and they stand the test of time. And they're still beautiful, and they're 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 objectively beautiful. They're going to be there forever. And I think you know, I think with beauty, and someone in the questions later on is that is going to ask me about a uh, uh, beauty with regards to women and all that. But I think the best way to surmise all of this is that standards matter, but they haven't mattered in recent culture in the past hundred years. Standards have gone down the toilet, and I think that that's wrong. Besides standards of 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 beauty with regards to art and architecture and music and all of that uh, I think that we should have personal standards I think that we should conduct ourselves and, and and try to present ourselves as 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 the best version of ourselves as possible when you see people that are in their emo phase or their <laughs> what's that what's that insane clown posse what are they called juggalos uh, <laughs> I mean that's a small group of people but but you know when you're young I think that you're attracted to loud things uh, loud clothing things that make a statement it's weird when you need a t-shirt to make a statement for you but you know people are walking billboards uh, you know it's fine it's fine only if you're buying Sadwater stuff which you can go to www.sadwater.com other than that uh, we should we should try to be a little bit more minimalistic with how we present ourselves uh why do you think when when there's prom or a wedding or any fancy event or a charity event or whatever people dress in in suits you know you know where they don't do that is the met gala where the guys are starting to look like girls and traditional beauty doesn't matter anymore it's just about Outra- outrage and shock. Uh, Katy Perry dresses in a chandelier or in a hamburger thing, and uh, that makes headlines for a day. And then it gets boring immediately because it's there's nothing special to it. It's just that instantaneous reaction of oh my god that's weird. But then after that, it doesn't matter anymore because it just doesn't. It won't stand the test of time. It won't be shocking a, a day after. Like anything you post on Instagram or Twitter or YouTube, uh, anything—it's—it's it's sugar. It's interesting for for a little bit, and then you get sick of it, like sugar, like candy. You you like the initial taste, and then you just feel sick after. You know what would have been shocking for the Met Gala if people dressed normal, just beautiful, beautiful gown, be—I mean gown or beautiful suit, uh, but. Uh, standards don't matter anymore, especially in the art world. It it for the past hundred years or so, it's been about just shock. What's shocking? I was also thinking about music. You know, what stands the test of time: Beethoven, Wagner, uh, Bach, Mozart. Look up, look up those, look up those people. And and you know what? You probably have heard their music because they're they're to this day still used in in, in commercials, in movies. Uh, in in anything. And and you listen to classical music, and you can hear how complex it is, how layered it is. How how I mean, y- you it, you can not speak English, you can be from the what's it called? What's the the Bushmen? It's it's the untouched humans that still live like how people lived thousands of years ago and probably have low IQ, and probably die at the age of 30 because they don't have access to medicine. You can can give them classical music and have them listen to it, and they will deep down know that that is beautiful, and that is hard and complex, and it's almost alien-like. And you then give them dubstep or Lady Gaga or Rihanna or whatever, whatever rap music of the day that's good, and you know they probably won't like it and then the, and then it becomes more of a cultural thing where oh no people in the United States like it but things are also so disposable that we need a new top song every week and you in and, and you it moves so quickly that whatever was the top song from a week ago or two weeks ago you don't even remember uh so those won't stand the test of time classical music does and you will inherently know deep down that that is so complex. And, and 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 how could a human even make that? It's mind boggling. So to me, to me, standards matter. To you they should matter. To the to to the the culture that that we all participate in, it doesn't matter. It used to matter and it should matter. And um yeah. So that's kind of my clarification of what I was talking about last week. And I hope I fixed it. Now, the other thing I have in my opening uh podcast opening rant notes, and really I don't write massive notes, it's just sentence like one line. And uh one of them is adulting isn't a thing. And when everything is safe, life is boring. I'm going to save those for another time and I'm going to expound on that more. I got I got to think about those a little bit more. I mean, obviously, there's a there's a ton you can talk about with those things. But what I wanted to talk about was when I was a kid, Uh, 9-11 happened when I was in seventh grade. So I was I was basically a kid. I was not thinking about politics. I was not thinking about conspiracies. I mean, I was thinking probably about aliens, which is the last question of the podcast tonight, because who doesn't think about aliens? I don't know. Maybe maybe kids today don't think about it as much anymore because we don't look at the night sky. We don't maybe we don't question our existence as much anymore. Maybe we're so inundated with technology and with video games and with entertainment that we don't have time to think about where we came from, how we're here, why we're here. Are we alone? Those things. Do we even have time to think about those things anymore anymore? I mean, I know that the older you get, you have more responsibilities adulting. I hate that word. You have to pay rent, you have to have a, you have, you have to have a job, you have to, you know, feed yourself, you have to clean, you have to do all these things. So when you're a kid, you have a lot more time with yourself to think. So I guess that's why when you're a kid, you know, you first of all try to try to understand the world around you and, and, you know, you you gravitate towards conspiracy theories because those are the easiest ways to comprehend your world. And conspiracy theories aren't bad. I mean, they've been tarnished. The mainstream media hates uh, people who think a little bit differently and theorize and try to understand atrocities through a different, you know, mean but when you're a kid, you, you definitely can think about it more. I, now, I don't know if kids are really into that kind of stuff anymore. I do know that besides the the inundation of or the immersion of technology, I mean, the, the deep dive that people do and, and really basically live most of their lives in some sort of fake reality, you know, maybe they don't really think about that anymore. But I, but I, like I was going to say, you know, what I've noticed with millennials and I, you know, I don't I hope maybe not Gen Z, but millennials, which is which is what I am. I'm like the older version of a millennial. They buy into many things like feminism and the patriarchy and all these things. The patriarchy back in my day was called the Illuminati. <laughs> And what the Illuminati is is it's you know people say that it's a group of people that control the whole world and and then and then when you believe that when you believe that there I mean look yes rich people do gather secretly meet and try to map out the future and try to map out policy and try to implement certain things but there isn't one ruler or something there isn't really the Illuminati where there's one person on the top again, yes, there are rich people I mean really, really rich people. I'm not talking about jay Z rich I'm talking about rothschild, rich google it um people who who have been rich since the seventeen hundreds and uh those people really do influence certain things, but I'm starting to think that not as much as they used to because of because of uh The internet and because of access to to technology that we have and the freedoms it's giving us but when i was a kid i was super interested in conspiracy theories and uh it started with 9-11 because 9-11 happened and i immediately my gut instinct was this is not they're not telling us the full story now, I'm not saying George Bush did 9-11 or anything like that. But I still think to this day that they're not telling us the full story. And I think that a lot of weird things, besides hijackers taking airplanes into a building, I think a lot of weird things happened that day. But that, that's the thing that really opened Pandora's box for me. And that's a thing that really allowed myself to get into conspiracies so much so that it, it, I started believing everything was a conspiracy. And I, I think, again, I think it's a normal, I think it's normal when you're a kid, you just try to, you try to understand the world that it's very hard to comprehend. Certain things can happen. It's almost like there's so much control. How, how, how could they allow this to happen? They for sure allowed it to happen because there is so much control, whatever, besides the point. It became so much a part of my life that it became my identity. When you're a kid, you don't have that much to you. You could be nice, you could be athletic, you could be all these things, but you're still a new human being. You're still new to the world. There, is, you're not very interesting. I've there's very very. If there are, there are very few interesting teenagers. So you try to gain a gain an identity. You you know that you have to make yourself different. So you're going to dress differently. I think that's like the the cheap way to do it. And you're going to try to look weird. You're going to dye your hair. I don't think that... I think that that's the the shortcut version of doing it. It's like the Met Gala. Like what I was saying with the Met Gala. Where people just dress like crazy people. And then after a day, it's not interesting anymore. So the way I did it as a kid was conspiracy theories. I was obsessed with them. And it actually kind of worked. I mean, I was definitely a little different than people in school. I didn't dress differently. I didn't dress super weird or anything like that, but I was talking about it all the time. It was my identity as a kid. The older you get, the more interesting you'll be. Try talking to an old person, a really old person, not your parents, your grandparents, and and, and ask them about their experiences, what they've learned in life, how they've dealt with uh, traumatic things, how they've dealt with depression, I guarantee you, they won't really even talk about depression. My grandmother, but I mean, all my grandparents, but my grandmothers are the only ones still alive. They survived the Holocaust. My, one of my grandmothers had to hide out in um, a church and pretend she was Catholic. They, they, the Catholic church there, they hid kids. They hid Jewish kids from the Nazis, and, and, and they, were, they were Catholics during World War II. She doesn't really talk about depression. Because there was no time to be depressed. You were just trying to survive. You have it so good nowadays that that you have the luxury to to be depressed. (laughs) What do you mean by that, Sadwater? I've spoken about this many times. I'm not saying you're not depressed, but maybe you have way too much time on your hands. So yeah, when you're a kid, you're you're not interesting. For the most part, you you probably will not unless you're a genius prodigy kid who can compose music and or can can code and can make programming and can do all these things. You you have no life experience, so you are not interesting, and that is okay. The older you get, the more curious you are. You will be more you you will be interesting. You just have to be curious, and you have to you have to read and learn and do all those things. But um. So like I said, when I was a kid, that's what I did. I, I I, was curious and I was reading, but I was reading conspiracies. Most of them are BS. But it kind of worked. So I, what I'm kind of seeing, and maybe I'm wrong, but it is with millennials today. I hope not Gen Z is that that instead of conspiracies and things like that, it's feminism and it's the patriarchy and it's. It's the evil men and white men, especially white men. I mean, it's so ridiculous. It's insane. I think it's worse than the conspiracies I was believing in because you're singling out a whole race of people and a whole gender of people and saying, these are the evil ones. I was, as a kid, I was just singling out the bankers, <laughs> the, the people who who the federal reserve or th- things like that i w- or, or or a president or a politician i wasn't singling out a whole race of people ruining the world if you think about it people who are uh crazy feminists and i'm not there are certain degrees of feminism that's good and i think that the the, the energy that people put into that should maybe be put into towards um attacking certain Middle Eastern countries that, that don't let women drive or don't let women show their face or, you know, that kind of feminism. that I'm, I totally back that kind of feminism. But what the feminism here reminds me of is when people say white men are evil and it's the patriarchy. Look, I'm a white guy, and I haven't been in these secret meetings where we decide what we do with women and all that. And yes, I'm exaggerating a little. I'm just trying to make a little point and trying to make it kind of funny. But, um, imagine if the feminists, rather than saying evil white men, they said the evil Jew. Whoa, that sounds a little bit worse, but it's kind of the same thing. You're singling out a whole group of people <laughs> to try to prove your point and try to make sense of the world around you and it's not the way to do it and it's lazy too that's the thing with uh, the crazy 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 conspiracies is it's super lazy like the flat earth people you're able to justify so much by uh, without really researching anything or, or worse ignoring real proof of anything because then it just discredits your worldview. And you've made that worldview your identity. So if this destroys your identity, it's an attack on you. You're seeing it as a, not only an attack on whatever you believe in, but an attack on you. So, you know, that can be dangerous. But it's a shortcut. And nothing good comes from Shortcuts unless you accidentally win the lottery but you're that one in a trillion person <laughs> you you you're the astronomical an- anomaly um but yeah and it and it's also like when how I've been talking about how gay people make being gay their whole identity I don't know if you saw it and I think one of the questions later on is about my um my little battle with the person. So I I one of the ins- sad facts was for Mother's Day was it was your mama gay. And the reason why I wrote that is because I noticed that a lot of you younger people use that as a childish insult where it's not even a mean insult. It's just it's just such a throwaway thing like you're dumb or your it's like a your mama joke condensed. So this person told me to delete it because it's disparaging towards gay people and it's hateful and it's homophobic and all these things and it's like wait 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 no it's not I even if you read especially if you read the caption I wrote for it it's not hateful and it it just goes to show you that especially for comedians that anything can can be twisted and deemed hateful because it's an attack on a whole group, um no, and I was trying to explain to this person that 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 bridges gaps that when you're able to joke about someone's gender or sex or race or what have you, you're showing that you that you see them as equals because. You can take a joke, too. I can take a Jewish joke. I can take a Jewish white guy cheap joke. I think it's funny. I think it's fine. Even if it's stupid, I think it's fine. Because when you have to walk around eggshells, walk on eggshells around people, because they're black, or because they're Asian, or because they're a person of... I like how we have to say person of color. That sounds a little bit more racist than saying black... (laughs) When you have to walk around eggshells, I mean, walk on eggshells around people like that. You're saying you're weak. You can't take a joke. You're not as smart as me because I can take a joke, but you can't take a joke. And I'm going to treat you differently. That is racist. But. That shouldn't ever be your identity. Your sexuality or your gender or race should not be your identity. Because it's just... It's just nothing. It's not interesting. It's so boring. And that's why identity politics is boring. That is opening rant. Let's get to the questions. Standards matter, by the way. Remember that. Standards matter. Nothing is art because... It's said it's art. Sad. All right. Do you personally believe humanity is capable becoming an interstellar species slash civilization, and if they are capable, do you think eventually we will reach that milestone? Stone. Would it be worth it? And by worth it, I'm thinking about how humans respond to current exposure of technology, i.e. being sad. Do you think the even more advanced involvement of technology would have a more exponential effect. I think you're confusing the... One second. The exposure to technology of social media. I mean, I think more than anything, social media is the thing that's hurt us the most. More than... uh wikipedia or the internet or whatever i mean the internet the early days of the internet was not what it is now with social media when i was growing up uh i would log online a few times a day check email go on aim aim is aol instant messenger talk to some people and that's it look up sports scores i would do that too and i would be like man this is amazing i wouldn't spend hours and hours and hours on social media because there wasn't social media. So I think that that is what's really making people miserable. I don't think certain things like space travel, space exploration, or interstellar, becoming an interstellar species, I don't think that that would make us miserable. I think that, again, I was saying before, we're curious. Humans are curious, inherently curious. And I think that something like that is, you can't compare that to Instagram or YouTube or whatever. Uh and and I think that at least initially, the people who work on interstellar technology and space travel and all that and actually get to go do it, those are really, really, really smart people. Those are those are that's their life work. I don't think that'll make us miserable. Now w- regards to if it's worth it or not, uh probably, I think so. The more we know about our, our existence and The more we get to learn about, you know, the universe, I think that the more beneficial that is to humanity, because we've had these questions since we can think of questions. We've had these questions now to even get a little bit of those things solved, I think would be super interesting. I don't think it's in our lifetime. I don't think it's even in a thousand years, I think, or maybe actually, but definitely not in our lifetime. Next question. Long one from B West Ben Westlake. Okay, uh, what do you think of my idea of an uh, an updated education system? Elementary school and middle school stay the same. It's good for building a basis of knowledge. I kind of disagree with that. I think I think it's more about being with kids your age, learning how to interact with each other. I don't think that elementary school and maybe may basic arithmetic, but other than that, they don't really teach you anything. Um, so besides the point, uh, but high schools get an upgrade. Traditional math, science, some history and some English are eliminated. Instead, they're replaced by classes that teach you how to form and defend an opinion, how to have financial success, finding what you're interested in and careers related to it and other subjects related to those future successes. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think what they should also teach you is how to cook and clean, do your taxes, pay bills, not going credit card debt. And uh, yeah, so I agree with you, except for the fact that um, how to have financial success, that's a a super easy one. And I'm not talking about becoming a millionaire, becoming super rich. You want to know how you become successful? Okay, it's three things. It's finish high school, don't get someone pregnant or get pregnant before marriage, and have a stable, have a job just a job and then you're fine you can experience the luxuries of that all humanity has to offer such as going uh, on trips traveling having an air conditioner having a place having a car at least one car having internet having tv i mean you live like a king so it's not super complex. i just taught you right there boom that's the whole class don't get pregnant don't get someone pregnant before marriage. Don't quit high school and then just have a job. Get a job after. Learn no vocational skills. Something. And just have a job. I think that the people that teach you online how to how to be a millionaire, how to, how to make a Shopify store that sells $50,000 a month, those are all scammers. You know what they do? They make you sign up for their program and they don't actually make a good, a tangible good for the most part, and they and they make these courses that people buy into, and then it's a lot of feel goodery. It's a it's a lot about it's a lot of motivational speeches and motivational slogans and all that, and they just got fifty fifty bucks a month from you, and think of how many think of the thousand. Let's say a thousand people, that's fifty thousand. Hey, that's how you get fifty thousand dollars a month. Those are scammers, and there's a lot of them. They're just slick talkers. That's it. Uh, so yeah, I I agree with you. That's a good idea. And then it goes on. This is how we can truly equip students for a successful future. True. Then after high school, if they need to go to college, students will know what they want to do instead of wasting their time and money with general education. I think college in general is a scam. And I think that you're going to, you know, if you have an entrepreneurial mind, you're going to kind of bounce around from thing to thing. And you won't figure out what you want to do in life by the time you're 18, Uh, especially because you're not a fully you're not an adult yet. I don't think you're really an adult until you're 25, 26. Unless you went to the army, I think more people should join the army. And I kind of I'm kind of sad I I didn't grow up in a military family. I would have liked to do that. Looking back, I would have liked to do that. When I was younger, I was so against it because of the New World Order and the Illuminati and they're trying to kill us. Um and it goes on. Students will know what they want to do instead of wasting their time and money in general education. Current curriculum is superficial and absolute lie to students. Yes, I agree. Hey, do you like how I answered that question as I was reading the question rather than reading the whole thing and then stammering along trying to remember what the question was i like that for long questions i'm going to do that from now on now the shorter questions let's go next question okay i love music but can never finish follow through on my own projects tips to push this through um i always feel like okay first of all don't look at it as a whole project. I, I, look, I'm not a musician, and I've never—I don't know how to make music or anything like that. But it sounds to me like uh, a whole project means, I guess, an album, maybe. So let's just think, look at it like that. If that's the case, I'm just going to interpret that as you're, you're making an album. Don't focus on the album; just focus on a song at a time. Don't pressure yourself into making a whole album. Just make one song and focus on that one thing at a time when um now again i think and i've said this with other things i think that we're too distracted uh maybe while you're making music put put a phone put your phone in a different room maybe put it in, get a safe put get a safe and put it in a safe and don't op- don't get your phone for until you're done um but yeah other than that I don't really know I don't know music but I think that with any kind of thing you're trying to achieve it's it's just don't be distracted and um if you're stuck on something stop you're not you're not you're not going to get better as the day goes along if you're really really stuck stop put it away Don't think about the music. Don't think about anything and get back to it a day later or two days later. Sleep on it. You have to do this with a fresh mind. Thoughts on Georgia heartbeat bill and the sex strike. This is why we have states, okay? If a state decides that they want to change the abortion laws and make it a little stricter um, and you don't like that, you can move to a different state. Now, yes, it's not very practical to do that, but, um, you know, people, you voted for the people that run the state, and that's the law. I mean, nothing will ever be perfect for you. Just know that. And sometimes you're going to have to live with things you don't like. And this whole thing, this honestly, this whole abortion debate is so annoying to me because it's getting really, really, really extreme where people are just to one up each other they're really they're really okay with late term abortion and all that i don't think that deep down in their personal constitution they really believe that but they like to you know be the the extreme of it that's how they get the attention especially politicians and celebrities the the sex strike is a joke Hey, because there won't be abortions after they uh, s- they don't have sex with people because they're on strike. So it kind of solves the problem. I don't know. The whole thing's boring. I hate it. Uh, I already have my beliefs on this. It's something I've thought of for a while. I used to not think the abortion debate was important in the sense of... Uh, in the, In the grand scheme of things. But I think it kind of is, if you look at it on a philosophical level, how we look at human life how we, how, how we kind of distort certain things with slogans, with easy to digest slogans and, um, on both sides. And, uh, but I, 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 you know, I think that, I think that something people don't talk about also is self-control and autonomy of your own body. So, so for instance, when people talk about autonomy of their body, like the government shouldn't have control over my body. I mean, it's not really having control over your body, especially if uh, if there's another living thing inside of you. I don't know. That's not to say I'm fully against abortion. I think after a certain time, it just shouldn't be allowed. But there should, you know, there should be a window in the beginning where, yeah. I mean, as sad as it is, it should be allowed. I don't like that people are are promoting how proud they are of their abortions it used to be a thing no one spoke about it used to be such a s- hidden thing and and I, I it's it's the sort of thing where um we lost decorum, and we're almost it's almost like that people are promoting it as as the first thing to do is get that rather than last resort last thing you need to you, you can do to solve your problem is that and and it should be a sombering thing it should be it should be a sad thing to 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 do to have to do to want to do, but people are kind of uh, joyously promoting that they got one, and I think that that's wrong. But besides the point, I was saying autonomy, and then I said autonomy. What about the autonomy of the body inside of you? But what about when you're in control of your body and when you're and I'm not saying don't have sex, but I'm saying why don't you tell the guy to put a condom on? How hard is it that? I mean you're in control of your body. Tell the fucking guy to put a condom on. Don't be lazy. Don't be drunk. Don't and, and don't say, oh, I was drunk. Again, you're in control of your body. And it was your choice to get drunk. Really drunk to let it get to that point. Don't let it get to that point. Don't be stupid. Um. And then again, with the with the with the debates, people always take it to Thick of what about if someone was raped and what if it was incest and what if it was this and what if it was that. Yes, those are those those things happen, but those are so rare and you can't base law around the rarity of those things. You just can't or else nothing would be there wouldn't be any laws. And with those circumstances, there, there are ways to, you know, solve that. That I don't know, whatever. Or maybe in the bill, if that was a case, if that was a the case, then whatever. I'm done. I'm done with that. I don't care. I mean, I, I do care, but I'm I don't care to talk about it uh, anymore. And and again, my opinions on these certain things shouldn't um make you hate me or anything like that. I think that I think that uh, one of the things we've lost with social media is that we've lost the ability to comprehend other people's opinions, and we. It, we 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 ignore people and and it and it it used to be by choice but now it's really not i mean think about it on facebook you're shown what what you uh, what what instagram wants to um show you they don't show you the other side so they make it seem like the whole world believes what you believe Next question, did you see the Queen movie, Opinions? Also, are you going to see the Elton John movie? No, I didn't see it. Uh, I don't like those kinds of movies. I think that they're watered down. I think that they, especially the PG-13 ones, I think that they leave the really, really interesting details of people's lives. They leave those aside because they want to make it, those kinds of movies as accessible as possible, and if, if you keep those dirty things... In, in the film, it will be rated R, and it won't be as successful because uh, rated R movies typically don't make as much money as a PG thirteen movie. So no, I didn't see it. I'm not super interested in it. I don't want to see it. Um, I don't want to see the Elton John one. By the way, in China, they uh, it's illegal to be gay in China. You'll be pu- you'll be put to death in China for being gay. So any movie that the censors in China because it's a it's a communist country so the government controls everything the government controls entertainment you're not allowed to have magic in movies in china because it goes against their whole belief system and you're not allowed to have gay people in movies so they re-edited the bohemian rhapsody queen movie in china to make it seem like uh freddie mercury was not gay and he had a girlfriend and only a girlfriend (laughs) i think that's really funny and scary that that You know, Hollywood pretends to be so liberal and so um, about human rights and about all these things and so progressive, and they're not. They will bend over backwards for China because it's a really, really big... uh, The the film industry in China is so big that that, that it's a big market for them, and they don't want to lose it. So they'll bend over backwards for China for the censors to... um, you know, to re-edit their films. So when you, when you see award shows and they talk about their art and their social justice and all these things, they really, they don't care. They do not care about art. They don't care about social justice. They don't care about anything. They're projecting. They, I mean, they they are yelling it as loud as they can that they care about it because they really don't care and they want to try to show how good they are. It's really, it's really sad and boring already. And, and once you know that and once you start realizing that, and start seeing behind the the facade of it all. It, it it You just have so you have no respect for them. Oh, by the way, another movie in China that they that they they banned. They banned this movie in China was uh, the last Ghostbusters movie. It was horrible. So maybe it was good that they, that they banned it, but they banned it because ghosts aren't allowed. Ghosts in movies not allowed. That's a big no no in China. Would you have ever invest in the stock market? Why or why not? You're not investing in the stock market. You can buy shares of a company that is in the stock market. So when you're investing in the stock market, that's not a thing. You're not invest- You're not buying, I'll buy one stock market stock, please. That's not a thing. Uh, so yeah, I would for sure buy stock. I used to buy Apple stock. I was obsessed with buying Apple stock uh, in 2006, a little before the iPhone, because I was like, this is going to be the biggest thing ever. And I was right. I made a lot of money, but then I had to sell it in it into something and I lost money but whatever. So yes, I would and I would do it again. What's one thing that is consistently kept in your refrigerator? Drinks, not alcohol but just drinks. I like all kinds of drinks. Right now in front of me besides sad water, I have uh yerba mate um Guayaki organic brand. It's unsweetened lemon mint yerba mate. I like it. I like all kinds of drinks and I need the fridge to be stocked with drinks. Because I'll drink 10 things a day. And I don't really like, you know, I don't like tap water. No one who don't drink tap water. So I don't buy into that. Is there, oh, I like this. If there was one decade you had to live in forever, what would it be and why pros cons? Okay, so before I talk about the certain decades, aesthetically, uh the 1700s maybe 18 it's probably 1700s or the roman empire um i'm talking about aesthetically i mean you wouldn't live long there it was life was very hard you would probably die uh from the flu or murder or whatever but aesthetically imagine the the roman empire i mean imagine the architecture the art the the philosophy I mean that all that's amazing. And it and it doesn't compare. I mean the, the 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 things that we live in now or the strip malls we go to now or anything like that now is so boring and no one cares about it. That's why there's gr- graffiti everywhere. No one cares it's boring. I hate it. It's not pleasing to the eye for the most part. So probably that aesthetically, but um culturally I think the 1980s, I mean, you know, culturally tempor- in my lifetime or pretty recently in my life, I would say the 1980s, early 90s, Uh, if I could live in that forever. Because the 1980s had the best movies, the funniest movies. Uh, the comedy was amazing. Nothing was offensive. Nothing was, I mean, nothing was deemed offensive in the sense of uh, censor- we need to censor it. I mean, watch comedies from the 1980s. And you're gonna, you're, you, it wouldn't be allowed to re, re, be released today. No one would allow it. People would be like, "This is too offensive. This is racist. This is sexist. This is this. This is that." We're too serious now. It's crazy. I saw the movie The Long Shot or whatever last week, the Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron one, and it's labeled a romantic comedy or a comedy. It's not funny. It's not funny. And 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 the white guys, white guys are bad, and we should we should self neuter ourselves we should neuter ourselves and and uh not exist and oh god it's so boring I hate it. But uh a ton of good movies in the eighties. Uh race relations were pretty good. For the most part. Obviously there's always racism and there's always this and whatever. But uh race relations were getting better. Um and we weren't too serious about ourselves and we were we, we enjoyed each other more. When you had to meet someone, you'd say, hey, meet me at this place at this time. And you'd have to believe that they're going to be there at that time in that place. You wouldn't text every five minutes and be like, are you there yet? Are you there? Are you there? Um, I don't know. Also, the 90s with the with the Internet coming to existence, but still being super new. I mean, technically, it's still new today, but where it was really analog <laughs> in the beginning, and uh, like I was saying before, you weren't connected all the time. So, uh, yeah. 1980s, early 90s, I think were awesome. Also, I had a good childhood, so I remember those days fondly. Biggest pet peeve, small talk. That's it. I don't like small talk. I don't like, hi, how are you? How are you? What did you do today? What did you do today? Um, I don't know. It's boring. Clearly, from what I, everything I've spoken to... Up until now, you know that I'll think that that stuff is boring. Opinions on going to concerts, hate them. Um, for the most part, I don't care about bands today. I would actually like to go to an opera, classical music type of thing. I would like that. I think I would like that. If it's really good, I would, I would want to go. Um, but concerts, like especially like uh, Coachella or music festivals, and those, you're seeing people at the worst of their worst. You're seeing the artists... I'm using that term very loosely. Uh, not very good live because they're not really good in general. They have um, good producers that make them sound good. So when they're you're seeing them live, they're not good. I don't like concerts. I don't like the standing. I don't like the, the, the pe- touching. I don't like people touching. I don't like large crowds in one place. I, I, I get uneasy. I don't like that. So the, the, the concerts are the worst idea to me. Um, all right. Someone asked me, James Charles, rape, whatever. I don't know who that is. I know I've seen his Instagram, and, um, it's a guy who looks like the gayest gay person of all time. Like, gay, but gay. Gay, gay. Where they're not trans or they're not trying to be women, but very, very, very gay. <laughs> I mean, th- that guy was born that way. Um, So I don't know about James Charles Rape. I don't know anything about him. I think he's a makeup person. I don't know, but he has probably 12 million followers on Instagram, and he's very gay. Other than that, I don't really know anything about him. I don't need to talk about him. Next question. Describe society in 2050. What we will be doing, your opinion. Um. I f- I don't know. All I hope is that I hope machines don't take over and and put us in camps and kill us and use us to make power like in the Matrix. That's really all I can hope for. I hope Boston Dynamics dog robots don't hunt us down at night because we break curfew. Uh I hope I hope we don't live in Blade Runner world. I love Blade Runner. Blade Runner Blade Runner both of them. My favorite one of my favorite movies. Love it. Wouldn't want to live in that world. I'd maybe want to visit just because uh the the rain-soaked, neon-drenched eternal darkness world kind of seems cool, but not to live. To visit. I'd like to visit it. Um I don't know. I mean, technology's getting so crazy that that the amount humans are accomplishing in 5 years was what we accomplished in 50 years up until recently. So it's just moving so fast at 2050. I, I don't know. I don't even know what it would be like, but I can tell you I hope it's not like the Terminator <laughs> or I hope it's not like the Matrix or uh like a Black Mirror episode where the Boston Dynamics dog robot is chasing us down because we didn't pay our Amazon Prime fee. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. May I? I hope a huge solar flare happens and it wipes out all our technology and we have to rebuild. I hope that happens. Yeah, that's a good idea. Come on, solar. F- come on, sun. Solar flare. Let's get that going. What started Sadwater? Okay, I've talked about this a million times. Um, my my frustration with corporate culture where now you have Chips Ahoy putting out an ad on Twitter with a drag queen that has nothing to do with chocolate chip cookies, but they needed a drag queen in an ad that they don't even talk about their cookies. Uh, all that is disingenuous. It's pandering. It's annoying. It's not interesting. And, uh, it's when you have all these companies trying to teach you a lesson, um, which is not really what I'm doing right now. I'm m- mostly asking questions and people don't have to listen to this and don't have to buy any of my stuff and whatever. Which we don't have to with them either. But they are all mimicking each other. There's no original thought coming from them. It's weird that we've been accustomed to thinking that we need companies to give us their opinion like is Chase Bank for or against gay marriage? I don't know. Chase Bank isn't a person. There's 30,000 people that work for Chase Bank. Why do I care if the company in general cares about gay marriage or not? Who cares? There's people within that company who don't approve it and who approve it because they're all individuals. I'm an individual. I'm one person in Sadwater and I'm just telling you my thoughts. You don't have to obey them you don't have to believe them you don't have to like them and i'm not forcing you to and i don't expect you to agree with everything on that i i believe and uh the way that they're they're operating is yes they you have to believe what they believe especially when you look at how twitter and facebook and um youtube operate and google and paypal paypal is banning conservatives from using paypal a payment system that is crazy. They are the the holders of of thought. They they make you think what they want you to think and if you don't they're going to ban you. I can't ban you and I would never ban you. So I I was frustrated with corporate culture which is that. Especially corporate political culture. It's cra- it's getting so crazy. So that's kind of one of the reasons why I started Sadwater And then it evolved into different things like doing the podcast and, you know, making memes. The memes came after the idea. I didn't say, hey, I'm going to make memes and then, you know, sell water. I I just wanted to make a company called Sad Water because I thought it was funny. And I wasn't making fun of people who are depressed. I was just kind of highlighting the fact that sadness is a normal human um, feeling that you shouldn't be ashamed of. And that highlights the happiness in your life. If you weren't sad, you wouldn't ever be happy. You wouldn't know to be happy. You would just be. And what... Uh, oh, and the question goes, and did you struggle at first? And what did I struggle with first? Um, I don't know. I don't know what I've struggled with. I guess spending my own money to make it is a struggle. But um, the thing that I didn't know Sadwater would do is it's opening doors that I didn't think needed to be... that I didn't know could be opened or i i didn't know that i had to look for it makes you kind of see things differently in the business world and it kind of makes it's, it may, i guess starting your own business is, is as long as you're not married to the initial idea and you can kind of fluctuate a little bit and change and maneuver you uh many doors can be opened um true or false True or false, anonymous messaging apps have been a mistake for society creating cowards. Uh, yeah, no, I think that, I don't, I don't know specifically what anonymous messaging apps you're talking about, but if you're talking about WhatsApp or Signal or anything like that, they encrypt your messages and don't uh, expose your, I, I don't know what you're really talking about, but um, no, I think what's creating cowards is social media and dating apps, those, 100%. If you ever run for Congress, because I've talked about that before, hit me up to talk about fixing the education system. Hey, it's Ben Westlake who asked that question about the education system. Okay, fine. I agree with what you propose. so yes, I will. Also, I don't think congressmen have that power, but um, I, can, I can make my Green New Deal of education, and that won't be stupid like the Green New Deal. Next question. Good question. Why and I've I talked about this before. Why is ugly fashionable for women, and what can we do to encourage beauty and femininity? Um, I don't know. I'm not a female, so I can't. I don't know what we would do to encourage beauty. But um, there's two questions there. Why is ugly fashionable? Ugly is fashionable because again, standards like I was talking about before went away. Standards have died. And if if you talk about standards in general, beauty or what have you, um, you're deemed hateful and bad and evil. And, um, I mean, just look at what I was saying with art. Anything can be art because people say it is, and that doesn't make it so. And I think the same thing has to do with, with beauty and femininity. And the thing that's really hurting it is... When feminists mix being feminine with being oppressed, and it's not, I think that there's power in femininity. When you present yourself as beautiful, and again, you can be born objectively ugly, but if you conduct yourself in a a graceful manner, and if you present yourself in a graceful manner, and you you know you harness that that way of acting i guess you you have a lot of power as a female um and i'm not talking about power over men to manipulate them and and what have you but you there is there's something to be said about not being resentful and not being hateful towards the society around you and just being beautiful and i'm not talking about Makeup and all that. I'm just talking about the way you conduct yourself. It's kind of and I've mentioned this before. It's kind of like how guys can be ugly, but girls can find guys attractive Uh, guys who are guys who are funny. And the reason why they'll think that guys who are funny are attractive is is because humor shows that you are smart because you can't a fart joke doesn't mean you're funny but being funny where it's a complex kind of funny just shows the value in that guy as 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 someone who's very very intelligent cuz not every guy not anyone can just be funny so guys don't have to be really good looking to attract females they can use their humor and females can attract their their grace and, and femininity and beauty and and all that and i mentioned it before in the previous podcast that that if a girl dresses nicely and works out and takes and, and takes care of themselves and how they eat what they eat and doesn't cover themselves in tattoos and all that um that they they can become so powerful and i think that that is how you can encourage it I think that if you if you talk about that and if you you know to others and if you present yourself as that in that way I think that um I think that that's a really good way to to encourage it and become successful I mean you can become successful that way too and uh tell people what you did but the the whole ugly being fashionable thing is what I was talking about in the opening thing and, and it's not just for women it's in general and the last thing I'll say about this is whatever is the easiest route, don't do that. It's hard to look good. So look good and work on it. The same way it's hard to go to the gym. It's hard to go. It's hard to um eat healthy. It's not it's not it's it's not as enjoyable in the sense of uh. I'd rather have ice cream right all the time because it's in that moment in time. It's enjoyable. But the end result is it good? Is it worth it? No, but eating healthy and and exercising and and dressing nicely and doing all those things it's it's totally worth it. It all adds up. Right, right. Next question. And I'm I'm uh I'm almost done. I have one two, three, five left. Um, should teens eighteen and under work? Yes. I don't think and I I talked about this I think a few podcasts ago. I don't think uh child labor laws should exist. The reason why we think it's normal for Mexicans to do lawn work is because we've allowed millions of them to come through here and it, it that was a thing kids used to do. Kids used to mow lawns and shovel snow and work in fast food and do all those things, but slowly but surely we've kind of replaced those with adults and and all that. But th- that's what kids used to do. And they used to they used to learn the value of a dollar from that. And, and learn rejection from that. And learn, um, you know, to work for what they wanted at an early age. I think all that's super important. And I think you can learn more there than in school. So, yeah, of course they should work. Uh, oh, hey, my workout routine and diet routine. All right. Let's do this quickly. I go to, and I hate saying, you asked me, so I'm telling you, I don't really talk about it. I go to CrossFit five times a week, sometimes six, Monday through Friday in the mornings. I get it out of the way in the morning and uh, and then I just feel good. Also, I feel beat up and, and uh, like I'm going to die while I'm doing it sometimes. But the, that that kicks in your survival instinct and it's really, really good for you to feel that way once in a while, once a day. I mean, you have to. It, you, that's how daily life used to be and you're so comfortable now that you don't feel that way. And then you're so comfortable right now that any kind of hard work sucks and you want to avoid it because your whole life you've avoided it. But no, it's super, super important. And also I play ice hockey, um, which is my version of war, I like it. I hate the other team because they. I don't. I'm. I'm not with them in the locker room, and I don't joke around with them. And they have a different color jersey than me, and I hate them for that moment in time. And I want to beat them. Um, and, and I think all that the competitive nature, that competitive aspect, and all that is super important too. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, it's you got to do it. You got to do it. Whatever it is, you just have to. You have to move. You have to do it because um, you're too comfortable. Diet. I'm not super lenient on on diet, but um, I eat twice a day. Three meals a day is stupid. You don't need it. I haven't lost muscle. I still weigh 175 pounds. Uh, it's good to do intermittent fasting to and not to eat super late at night. Sometimes I do, but but I try not to. Um. Like, okay, I'll wake up in the morning, I'll have coffee and before I work out, and I'll have like a little bit, a little snack. It's not even a meal. But then after that, the rest of the day, just two meals, a super late lunch, and then an early dinner, and that's it. Um. Diet, dieting is, is, is stupid. Change your lifestyle. You can have sugar and you can have those things, but but make it rare, a little bit rare, you know? Don't make it the staple of your diet. And it's not complicated. But um, you do not need three meals a day. That's stupid. Don't do that. Um. Oh, someone asked the past couple stories about the usage of the word gay. Hey, good thing I went over that in the beginning of the podcast. I don't need to do that again. Who would win in a fight? John Wick, Ted Logan, or Neo? Okay, I don't know who Ted Logan is. So i got to Google that. Maybe I do. Maybe I've seen whatever Ted Logan is. What is Ted Logan? Oh, Ted Logan. Ted from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Um. So all of these are, are Keanu Reeves' characters. I get it. I get it now. I understand. I understand what we're talking about now. Actually, I think that Ted Logan from the Bill and Ted movies would win because he has a time machine. I don't think Neo from The Matrix... Or John Wick have a time machine? I think that if you have access to a time machine, you can go back and figure out all the moves they're gonna make in a fight and uh, school them. So yeah, I think the time machine, Keanu Reeves would win. Last question of Sadcast episode forty four. I did it. I'm proud of myself. I actually think doing it during the daytime is a good thing because I am not content. I'm not tired. I'm hungry, I want to go eat, and I'm I'm clear, my head is clear, I can think better, so I'm smarter, and uh, the last question of Sadcast episode 44 is, do you think aliens exist, why or why not? This sounds like school essays, hey, options or opinions on SATs, I didn't do the SATs, it's a scam, not good, school's a scam, whatever, aliens, yes, I think they exist, not only do I think they exist. But um I think that they work in our government. And I think that the explosion in technology we've had in the past fifty years, I think they helped us. And I think that there's good and bad aliens, like there are good and bad humans. But I think that aliens for sure exist. I was actually with my uh watching last week um a documentary on T uh, on iTunes about Bob Lazar. He used to work in Area fifty one. I mean he's Legit, and he was saying that he <laughs> was working with anti gravity um, propulsion technology that they got from UFOs, and he was he physically was looking at and touching a UFO, um, that Area Fifty One, or that the I guess the Navy or the military, whatever, recovered, and that they not only have one but they have like nine or twelve of them and the dude is super legit uh, he's not lying I, I can tell you that and actually a lot of the stories he was talking about i heard from people who uh one guy he he i know um his dad worked in the military and he was telling me all these stories that he would overhear his dad talk about i don't know whatever i don't want to really get into it maybe next time but he uh the the stories that bob lazar in the documentary was talking about were very similar stories to someone I know who was telling me about his father and all that. So, um, I don't know. I, and the thing is, is, it's weird that we haven't been told the truth. I don't know what, what, like, why have they not told us about that stuff? Do they think we can't handle it? Do they, do they want us to keep that technology and not let, um, other countries know about it? I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. But it's kind of weird that um, they kind of uh, hide that from us. And I I don't think that they're going to be able to hide it for much longer. But um, it's super easy to discredit those people who, you know, try to tell the truth. I don't You know, it's sad. Water.com. Hey. That is Sadcast episode 44. I am Sadwater. Go to sadwater.com. I love you. Bye. Here's a song.